Hey there, sister friend. I have a huge favor to ask of you. If you have been a listener for two or three episodes now, and we've been hanging out right up in here any number of weeks or perhaps even months, girl, have you left a written review for this podcast yet? This is something that truly lights my heart up. Every time I see your comments and what you guys think of this show and your favorite episodes and which ones have inspired you or supported you on your journey or perhaps even changed your heart or helped you reframe a situation in some way in your life, then I'm going to ask a huge favor of you right now. If you have not done so yet, will you please press pause on this episode and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the Apple podcast app and leave a quick review of this show and how it's impacted you. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to do me one more favor, take a screenshot of this episode and post up in your stories on Instagram or even share it on Facebook. Sister, this is the best and only way that I know that this show is touching your heart. And let's be real. It's what keeps me going and keeps me excited about showing up for you week after week after week. I know that we're all busy, but if you can do this for me, that will bless me more than you know. I can't thank you enough. All right, now let's get on with the show. Hey, sweet sister friend, welcome back to the Shine With Franny Show. I am so glad that you are here today. All right, so y'all know that I've been airing a little bit of my dirty laundry this month because I feel like it relates. You know, obviously it's February, the month of love, you know, obviously dating and all things Valentine's. But more so, the essence of this entire month's theme is heart stories and that we are getting to the heart of what is in our heart is what comes out. And we want to have a heart of self-love and self-care and self-awareness and self-worth. And we know that we have self-control, but sometimes we don't use it. And we know that sometimes our decisions actually are self-sabotaging. So we have this ongoing theme, but guess what, sister friend, it all relates to what is in our heart. So I'm going to share yet another dating story with you here today, because I feel like it's good context for the theme that I want to anchor us in today here as we dive into Ephesians. So up until 2006, I was getting my master's degree. It took a couple of years and obviously having been a teacher, I had the summers off. So literally every summer was like just nailing down courses and trying to get ahead so that I didn't have to do it during the actual school year when I was teaching. So finally in 2006, I finished in May and that summer I was like, woohoo, I have the whole summer off. What am I going to do? And I decided I was going to go on a match.com and I was going to go on a hundred dates that summer. Okay. So I had this, you know, big, huge, and this was like at the beginning, if you will, of like match, we're almost talking 20 years ago now, you guys. So of online dating, it was kind of like a new thing. So I was like a little kid in a candy store. And so I had broken up my first engagement a couple years prior to that. So I really, you know, I went full on full throttle into my master's program. So again, kind of protecting myself and insulating myself. Well, anyways, I signed up and towards the end of my three month membership on match, I ended up meeting this guy. We will call him Rick for the sake of the story. And I, you know, he shared with me, um, through our correspondence, like I kind of have like this three day, like talking rule, like you don't text me, you know, you call me all the things. And I was like, what's the deal? Right. Because Lord only knows he could be married or I don't know, he could be like some mail order groom who knows. So after like three days, he was like, yeah, I'm out of town for work. And I was like, well, can we at least talk on the phone? Like, here's my number kind of thing. And he was like, yeah, he's like, my work is, you know, pretty full and yada, yada, yada. So I am just so touched, right? By anybody who serves in the military. So if that's you or someone, you know, if you're a military spouse or you know, somebody who's in the military, such an honorable and admirable, literally career. I'm just so blessed by the people we have serving us. So anyways, he came home, um, in October and it was perfectly timed. It was literally on my birthday. He came home. And so we met for the first time that night and I was turning 30. So it was like this whole, like, whoa, my life, this new decade, all the new things, all excitement. 
So anyways, we dated for a couple of months and here we are, you know, now he was cute as anything. Like I thought he was really cute. And, you know, he was a Marine Corps, you know, we went to the Marine Corps ball, like we did all the things. So like, there's nothing better than a man in uniform. Okay. Let's just say that looks all good. And especially when they're carrying that sword, man alive. So, but he, like when he was not, you know, when he was wearing his civilian clothes and not in uniform, he was like J. Crew, Banana Republic, like preppy. Like he actually worked at Banana Republic. So not only did he have like the cute popped up collars and like the little matching socks and cute little lace up boots, like not like Timberlands or like, you know, Columbia. They were like stylish boots, which I was like wearing like, I don't know, moon boots or something. I don't know, even at 30. And, but he had like red pants before they were a thing, you guys. Like, and in his closet, it looked like, every single piece and article of clothing was like perfectly like folded. And then there was mine, like, you know, in a pile on the floor or whatever. So anyways, we're a couple months into dating now. And he says, you know, I really want to take you on a shopping spree for Christmas. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, we're, we're kind of newlyweds, if you will, into this dating thing. And I was like, okay. So he takes me to literally all these stores that I've never been in. Okay. Now, if you know me personally, or perhaps you just follow me on social, like, I'm like messy bun, baseball hat, like athleisure is what I call my style, if you will. So he's bringing me into J. Crew, and we're going into Lucky and we're going into Nordstrom. And I'm like, what is this? I mean, I bought a pair of seven jeans. Like he bought them for me. I was like, I don't even wear jeans. Like my waist is a size eight. My hips are a size 12. Like everything looks weird. And this is before like jeggings were a thing. Okay. Like that's about the only thing that I own now these days. We went into J. Crew. He bought me a pea coat. I was like, y'all, I don't even like peas, let alone a pea coat. And I was like, okay. So I had navy and maroon and these earth tones and khaki. And I was like, ooh. If you know me, like I wear glitter and sparkles and fuchsia, like magenta for the most part, and black, okay? So anyways, he literally like was trying to update my look, but really what he was trying to do was change my look. Now, all of this, you guys, is metaphorical, okay? So because we know that, of course, yes, you want to update someone's look or perhaps, you know, maybe buy a few new things, articles of clothing, but really this is like the tip of the iceberg to what was going down deeper. And we had other relationship issues, not just our looks. We were not just unequally yoked there. It was a belief in value system. So we broke up almost a year and a half later. And, you know, I had all these clothes in my closet, which I was like, let's go to a consignment store. Okay. So when at the end of that relationship, when I was evaluating, like, okay, what were the best parts of this relationship? What did I learn? What do I want to bring forward into a new relationship? And what do I want to leave behind? And I really started seeing a pattern that all too often I was willing to change and stray from what my personal beliefs were, right? Even if it was like, oh, I want to wear glitter and sparkles. Like I was willing to compromise to the point where I was giving up myself, right? I was meeting his needs and his desires, you know, what he wanted or what he liked in the process I was losing myself. And sister friend, I ask you that today, right? Now, again, not just your personal style, but like, have there been times in your life where you perhaps have strayed from your own belief system, from your own convictions, and you have compromised your own boundaries, your own values, your own beliefs, you know, your own desires and dreams and hopes for what you desire in life, because you're so willing to go ahead and just stray from your own personal convictions. Well, I can't tell you the number of times that I did that, where I compromised my values and beliefs and desires. You know, so often I believed that, you know, I would get love and acceptance, but it was out of fear 
all of my choices were dictated by fear that that person was going to leave if I didn't do X, Y, and Z, right? If I didn't go ahead and I'm just going to be real up in here, y'all. I hope you don't have little kids listening. Like when sex was involved, like I would just put myself out there. Like it was almost like a bartering system. Like I was Amish where I'm like, okay, you're going to give me this. I'm going to give you this back. And how sad that is for me because so often, you know, like it tells us in 2 Timothy 1.7, you do not live by a spirit of fear, but of, you know, power and love and self-control. Well, I didn't have any of those. I didn't have power because I gave it away. I didn't have love of myself because I was looking for other people to fill that. And I didn't have self-control because I thought, you know what, this is the way that you get love. It was a, you know, a conditional kind of love that I had known growing up and that all the relationships that I had established to this point in my life. So I always thought it was a give and a take like that versus God's love that says, let me just give you my son. Let me just give you unconditional love. Let me just give you all that I have. And so I know for me that what I believed this, if I gave guys what they wanted, that I was going to get what I needed. And that was such a lie of the enemy, which we know every single time he's going to come up short. The lies of the enemy are, they're full of false promises. They're full of unmet expectations and they're full of endless disappointments. And we have to know who we are and who our true identity is in God and what he says about us and what his word and his voice is speaking to us and over us and through us. And we need to have that so loud that we are hearing it, even though it's a still small voice, we have to remember that in order to be able to hear that still small voice, we have to get close to him. We have to know his character. We have to believe that he is Emmanuel, that he is with us. Even though we know who he is, we have to know where he is and that he is with us. And that we believe and we are not willing to waver because of the conviction that we have of knowing our true identity in him. So sister friend, I'm going to read to you one of the books of the Bible that has been just so healing for me. It's all about our identity and, you know, the unity we have in Christ and what is given to us through our adoption as heirs in Christ. It's from the book of Ephesians. So I'm going to read it and kind of just pray through it with you. And I would encourage you to go back and read it on your own. Spend time, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit, have the Lord speak to and through his word to you. Um, But I'm just going to kind of read through it and pray through it a little bit. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of an assignment besides reading it here. So I'm starting in Ephesians 1. I'm reading from the NIV version. It's my actual physical Bible. You can hear the pages right here. Okay. And it is Ephesians 1, verse 3. Praise to be Siri, God. Oh, oh my gosh. You Did you just hear Siri go off? Oh my gosh. That, was, that has never happened before. Okay. Praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you are God and Father and that you have given us Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Lord, we thank you that what has been given to Christ has been gifted to us. Lord, it says in verse four, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Lord, thank you for choosing us. We thank you so much, Lord, that you didn't just out of some, you know, abyss, just decide you fully chose us. It wasn't just happenstance. You made us to be holy and blameless in your sight. You were purposeful in our design. You created us with purpose and for a purpose. It says in verse five, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you that you've predestined us to be here for such a time as this, that you have adopted us as your sons and your daughters. It says then for your pleasure and your will, Lord, we thank you that we delight 
in you and you delight in us. And Lord, that you have a will and a way that is for us, that you are only for us, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Verse six says, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he freely has given us in the one he loves. Lord, we thank you that you have given us your son. We thank you so much, Lord, that freely you have given us your son. And we praise you for all that he is. We praise you for all that you are. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Lord, we thank you that you have redeemed us through Jesus's blood. We thank you that through the resurrection, we have been made alive. We are now heirs of the kingdom and of the throne. You have lavished on us with wisdom and understanding. Lord, we thank you for the wisdom and understanding and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit that comes from having you in us. Verse 11, in him we are also chosen. Lord, we thank you that you have chosen us. We have been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of your will. Lord, we thank you that all things work together for good. Lord, we thank you that you're constantly conforming us into your son's likeness and not into the patterns of this world. We thank you, Lord, that we have Jesus. We thank you that you have chosen us for such a time as this. It says that you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that the Holy Spirit is our counselor, is our guide, is our friend. We thank you so much, Lord, that you have marked us, you have set us apart, and you continue to sanctify us in your son's glorious inheritance. Sister friend, those are just a few verses in Ephesians 1. I would encourage you to go and read through all of Ephesians. Also, kind of a sister book to that is Colossians. I love how Paul just dives into all of what we have received by being chosen and ordained, um, anointed, appointed all through Christ. Now, beyond reading the scripture, I want you to have a little bit of homework here, all right? And so we know that we hear about the doxology is that this, I believe there's actually a whole series of books called this, I believe, and there's a, you know, essay writing, um, with students writing this, I believe we also know, you know, beliefs are important, right? We have to know what we believe. You have to stand for something or your fall for anything. And I remembered years ago, I had actually read, it was an Audrey Hepburn quote, and you may have heard it before, but I'm going to just read it very quickly, a few lines from it. And then I want us to dive back in the world because we know that we are in the world, but not of the world. So the reason why I share the Audrey Hepburn, um, you know, I guess manifesto, if you will, is because these are some of her beliefs. All right. Now, again, I'm not saying this should be yours by any means. We want to go to the word and not the world, but she says, I believe in pink. I believe that laughing is the best calorie burner. I believe in kissing. I believe that happy girls are the prettiest girls. I believe that tomorrow's another day. And I believe in miracles. Now, those are just a few lines from that. But I do want us to go into God's word, right? And ask ourselves, do I believe that I'm worthy? Do I believe that God chose me? Do I believe that he delights in me? Do I believe that I am beautiful? Do I believe all of, the, all of what his word says about me? So I want you to find at least one I believe statement that is rooted in God's word that relates to your belief of yourself, your self-worth and how you love yourself, how you carry yourself. What is something that you will not waver from that is a belief and a true promise of God's word? And then the final thing that I want you to do here, sister friend, is I want you to go and I'll put this in the show notes, but it's a song by Hillsong and it's called This I Believe. And we may have heard of the doxology. I think it's the passion who actually sings that, but you may have heard this song and it says, I believe in God, our father. I believe in Christ, the son. I believe in the Holy spirit. 
I believe three in one. I believe in the resurrection and that we will rise again. I believe in the name of Jesus, our judge and our defender. He suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in you. He descended into darkness and he rose in glorious light. And then it goes on to say, of course, I believe in God, the father. I believe in God, the son. So I would encourage you to read Ephesians 1. I would encourage you then to go ahead, listen to that song, and then ask yourself, what is it that I believe? Write your own Audrey Hepburn type of manifesto. I believe this, that this is rooted in God's word, and I am going to take and I'm going to adopt this, even if it is one statement, one you know, scripture, one passage. And we have to remind ourselves that when we have inform our beliefs that are rooted in God's word, we are less likely to waver. We actually commit and we know that God's word is true, that we believe that it is true, and so that we believe that we are chosen and we are loved and we are worthy of not compromising our style, our virginity, whatever it is, that we are going to go ahead and say, you know what, I stand for this and I will not fall for this because we know that the enemy wants us to fall. We know that he wants to trip us up. We know he wants to entangle us and snare us in sin. And so we, of course, will say, you know what, Lord, I believe in you. I believe that you are God, the father. I believe you are Emmanuel. I believe that you gave me Jesus. I believe that he rose. I believe that he rose from the dead on my behalf for me. So sister friend, I pray that this blesses you. If so, please share it with a friend. Please drop me a line, share it on social, all the things I love sharing how, you know, the ways in which we get to know each other, right? Like you can listen to this podcast, but unless we connect over on social or perhaps in our free and favored group, I would love, love, love for you to join us there over on Facebook. By all means, go ahead and just search in free and favored on Facebook and come and join us over there. We keep this party going. Oh, and also I have an exclusive membership called Lighten Up Lifestyle where we do teachings. We have random acts of kindness, communal prayer days, fasting, monthly group calls, all the things. So you can learn more about that too. I'll drop that in the show notes. All right. But until next time, sweet sister friend, keep on shining.